This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. I also have, welcome back, Dolores, yay, who is trying to figure out why her headphones are not working, but mine are, yay! Okay, so, and this one? Okay, we think we may have solved our technical difficulty. Yes? No? Oh, well. At least one of us has headphones. Okay, so anything to report exciting this week? Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, the explosion in Beirut. Uh, be a, yes, yes. And that is our top topic, or our first topic. We are going to look at the chart for the Beirut explosion. And we're also going to look at two gals who are kind of getting the wrong kind of spotlight. And so the second chart we're going to look at is Ellen DeGeneres, who is, um, you know, the media is reporting on a toxic work environment. And then, as if to sort of complement that, although that's kind of a weird way to put it, uh, here in Canada, we also have a problem. And that is with Julie Payette, who is our Governor General. And her work environment is apparently quite toxic. So we're going to look at both those charts to see if we can see A, does it make sense? B, is it, you know, just something somebody's drumming up? And then last but not least, we will come back to the uh, anonymous chart that we worked on last week using rectification. Re rectification um, and we'll actually get to answering that question. And... Okay, so before we begin, just a reminder that um, the charts for today are up on my website, which is www.cardinalastrology, all one word, dot ca. And if you go to radio show and episode 42, which this is, um, you can click on that and you will see that the charts are listed. If you click on the charts, they open up in a separate page, full size, so they're easy to look at. Okay, so we are going to start with the Beirut explosion. And this chart is kind of symbolically, unfortunately, very accurate. And w this would be called a mundane chart. And, um, you know, even like charts were studied, like for instance, for the 9-11 deal, this is not an uncommon thing for astrologers to look at. And one of the things that they do um, is clarify what certain planet po planetary positions might imply, okay? Because, you know, this one's kind of pretty dramatic. So what we see with this chart, I'll just kind of read it out. Uh, we have Capricorn rising, so we know that the trio that formed up again uh, starting with the 1st of July when Saturn backed up into Capricorn. So we've got Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn there. Um, these are the guys that are 
primarily we point at, at least in 2020, for the pandemic, but obviously they can have other ramifications as well. Uh, the moon that day was in Aquarius in the second. Neptune um, is kind of not even figuring in this particular chart. He's obviously still in Pisces, and that's in the third. Aries, Mars. Mars, of course, we know is going to be in Aries for the another five whole months. It is the planet that we look to for incendiary events. It's in the fourth house of home, okay? And one of the things that I noted is the fact that because it's in a fire sign um, and it's in the fourth house, it didn't happen on the water because this kind of stuff, if it had still been in the ship that was carrying it, it would have been more like the Halifax explosion. Okay, Uranus is in Taurus. And fortunately, he's, he's there, but he's not um, directly aspecting anything, which is good. Venus is in Gemini in the 6th. Uh, Mercury is in Cancer in the 7th. Uh, not directly aspecting, although it's close to being an opposition to Saturn. And the sun is in the eighth house. The MC is all the way over in the 11th house and it is in Scorpio. Not a good thing. Okay, so do you have any immediate comments? Well, Neptune is, uh, is doing a, a aspect to, to Jupiter and, and Pluto. Which could be what would yeah, yeah. what kind of uh, well effect what would Neptune give it? Uh, Neptune has um, a way of uh, diffusing things, and so its immediate effect, I would think, in an event like this, would be kind of the gobsmacked effect, deer in headlight, like yeah. It wouldn't be so, uh, something hidden or? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, but it's in the third house. And so if you want to attach something hidden, it would be the fact that, okay, so let's bring in the sun in this because mm -hmm. the sun in a mundane chart, let me just read, represents prime ministers, magistrates, judges, okay, authority, that kind of stuff. And as, you know, since the event, what's come out is that the whole magistrate, judge, play people mm -hmm. really fell down and did not because they were alerted to the fact that it was dangerous. It was dangerous. This ammonia nitrate wasn't stored correctly. And they did the Neptune thing. They yeah, they, they, they just kind of ignored it. Yeah, the they ignored it. They didn't do it. And probably because they didn't understand how dangerous, mm -hmm. right? Um, I personally happen to have <laughs> a fair amount of knowledge about ammonia nitrate because I once was a truck driver. That's right. You were and I hauled, guess what I hauled? Explosives. So um, I did see a graphic here the other day which showed... Um, and a comparison that I used to use quite a lot was to the Oklahoma City bombing. That was about 11 regular 100-pound bags that was used in that explosion. Mm -hmm. And I used to haul 750 of them. Oh, my. 
in one truck <laughs> in one truck yeah so that represented a 40 foot hole in the ground and you had to be a mile away to live if there was nothing to block the explosion mm-hmm. so fortunately in beirut because it was way way more <laughs> explosives oh. than we ever used to carry but the buildings and especially that grain elevator would have helped deflect it some some yeah um, I'm amazed that the death count is as low as it is, you know, because like I was saying, when with what I used to carry, if there was nothing to stop it, you had to be a mile away to live, mm-hmm. right? And that was only 750 bags, and this was way, way, way more. Anyway, what is so obviously glaring is the sun, which, like I say, judges, magistrates, the, uh, the ruler of the country, he's in the eighth house. He is not seen by the people, so therefore, in the 8th house, it can be easily laziness, idleness, not dealing with things properly, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now, the people are represented by the ascendant, and so there's something interesting about this combo, um, because it's almost like a natural expectation that the structure of the society you live in is there to protect you but in this particular case with the sun not being seen by the ascendant um, because in ancient astrology they did not use the uh, in conjunct aspect Uh, and so it's sort of the symbolism is just almost perfect in the Mm -hmm. sense that the people assumed Hmm. which was not a good idea that they're taking care of business yeah and they obviously they weren't now The other aspect that is, you know, sort of blatant is, of course, Mars squaring Jupiter almost to the minute. Mm -hmm. Um, It had just passed like literally by two minutes, not of time, but of, of, um, uh, yeah, arc, movement of arc. Anyway, um, so within a few hours, I don't don't know, it's not going to say on this chart, uh, of the exact aspect. And so what does Jupiter do? It's excessive. What does Mars do? It's incendiary. So excessive incendiary moment. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's exactly what we got. Okay, so I'm just going to go back to my notes and see if I've missed anything. Okay, so... um, Okay, so I did take a little step further into the chart. And so the sun... um, which is broken trust, that's another thing that the eighth house stands for, um, was also um, conjunct the part of servants in that chart. So the broken trust government is supposed to be a servant of the people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now the moon, which is in Aquarius, it's in the second. And so for in a mundane chart, that represents trade. So what was destroyed? Trade. Okay, and also their stockpile of food, which is resources, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, the midpoint there was Saturn-Neptune, poor, sick, depressed people. And I'm sure right now that that whole phenomena Mm -hmm. is probably pretty thick on the ground. Now, Mars, uh, the moon was also at the midpoint of Mars North Node. So, people working together for a common end and... On the news reports, that's what you're hearing, is the amazing facility for people to come together in a shocking, you know, horrendous event Mm -hmm. and help each other out. Um, Mm -hmm. 
there is also the moon is conjunct Mercury net Neptune so that's deceitful people and liars now not that won't only be sort of the people who are responsible for this horrendous thing but mm. that will also be on the ground and mm. you know there unfortunately mm. people do take advantage of situations Hmm. Okay, now the Jupiter-Mars, which is the explosion in my point of view, um, was conjunct uh, a royal star called F-O-M-A-L-H-A-U-T. No idea how you would say that. And um, the only thing I could see in there, because normally royal stars are good things, but it did indicate addiction and undesirable associates. So... I'm not sure how that played into it, but maybe just having it um, a fixed star associated creates more energy. That could be. Okay. But I think that's... Okay, so uh, the fifth house, which is where Uranus is, that's the shock factor. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fifth house is uh, normally associated... Let me just double check here in mundane charts as well isn't it opposing the midheaven yes it is um okay so all the things to do with uh amusement and entertainment and um yeah so it basically it wiped all that out you know for the time being Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like the fifth house, no longer will there be fun in Beirut for a day or two. And the the MC kind of signifies uh, your, like... Your position out there in the, in world. the world. And so, so having it in the 11th house, I'm glad you brought that up, because the 11th house is the best house in the chart. To have that. To have that, because what that says is your friends will come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they understand, Scorpio, mm -hmm. the depth of the tragedy. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. That is a good one. Okay, so the other piece that Uranus pointed to is Pluto the moon. Uh, oh, no, this is the MC. Pluto moon equals the MC. People with extreme emotional expression. And with the Uranus one, it was Moon Mercury, a construction fault. And it was. Mm. I mean, it was just totally improperly stored. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And our hearts go out. Why do they keep uh, so much of that uh, fertilizer together? Okay. They know that it's volatile. Well, okay. So fertilizer, besides being used as fertilizer, it is the main component component in making up explosives oh, for okay. certain types of explosions, mm -hmm. right? And the nitrate, the clue there is it's nitro. And nitro is what explodes. And the other thing that most people don't realize is that explosions primarily are caused by fire. Mm -hmm. And so you can see before the big explosion that there was a fire in that warehouse. And anyone who had any understanding of what was stored there would have been running for their lives, knowing that at a certain point, mm -hmm. what they used to tell us when we were hauling explosives is if the load caught fire, we had 20 minutes to get a mile away if we wanted to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how dangerous it is. Um, and fortunately, that never happened. 
god. Yeah. yeah it's funny that you think that they wouldn't let uh, my suspicion such cargo be Yeah. My suspicion is the folks in the judiciary had no idea. They thought and a lot of people might think that what's wrong with fertilizer, right? Well, and also the other, the ones that want to uh, tra- get it transported will say, "Oh no, it's no problem. We got state of the art uh, whatever, uh, yada yada." Yeah, and obviously not. Okay, our next chart that we're going to look at, so I'll let you switch your page, is Ellen DeGeneres, the first of our two ladies who have run afoul. So we'll look at her chart, just kind of have a boo at it. We have an incredibly accurate birth time for her, apparently. And it is an interesting chart. And one of the interesting things to me is the fact that she has Mars, Saturn conjunct in the 10th house in Sag. Oh, wow. Um, she obviously is is uh, totally familiar with uh, mm-hmm. controversy and getting up on a soapbox and, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So when I first heard about, you know, the fact that supposedly in her, um, yeah, on her, st- in the studio, that it has become a toxic environment, supposedly. Um, you know, and I saw that Mars Saturn, I went, hmm, it almost can point to the fact that it might have been. But um, it is Sag. And so where the fault, if any, lies with her, and of course there's been a ton of people come out on her side, so, and the, the, um, the network that is hosting her show is, has sent in people to um, audit it and find out just what the heck is going on. My suspicion is, um, is that people could easily overemphasize any kind of mandate that was laid out by her just because this is a Sag circuit. And they Sag circuits are prone to overdoing, right? Mm-hmm. You just put over almost in front of mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Now this is a day chart, so Saturn drama. Is, yeah. yeah. Drama but not the same as Leo. No. It's more no, it's I have the way the idealistic truth is. Yeah, exactly. Drama. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And so when we look to where Jupiter is that rules that combo, it's in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that can point to real intensity that not everybody is going to be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And that therein may lie the problem. Um, Because, yeah, not everybody responds well to Scorpio energy. Um, It's Jupiter, so that helps. Where does, (laughs) where's the Scorpio? The Scorpio, right there. Oh, oh, it, yeah. but what See, does it do to Jupiter? Oh, oh Jupiter's okay. up. Yeah, so Jupiter rules that 10,000. Seven degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. so it rules. Um, it's the one that's taking care of that 10th mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, obviously with her coming out that she did publicly way back when, I mean, it would have taken that Jupiter confidence mm-hmm. um, to really ride that wave because what she did was amazing you know for the whole gay community um and she was willing and so but my sense is is that it could easily possibly that the saturn mars combination is probably if if there's any part in it that's actually that she needs to own it would be just putting over in front of 
um, her ideals that she was trying to stress on the show, you know, mm. because that mm-hmm. uh, that Jupiter intensity could really push that. Yeah, making sure that it goes the way she wants. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and people could have easily misinterpreted that, or people start kind of doing different things. But then yeah, and then you, uh, but the heavy hand is is the yeah thing that, that that could that be the possibility that she doesn't. She might not. Do you see that she has any? Well, she has Moon in in Aries as well. Th- so that would make her <laughs> explosive, right? Um, yeah, explosive. she could. She could, um, and be very direct. And it's me too, because it's uh, oh yeah, that that um, is another piece. And uh-huh. so, uh, what calms it all down though is uh, Sun conjunct Venus in Aquarius in the twelfth, and so that's very solid, mm-hmm. and it's a fixed sign. And that's her charm, I think. She's oh got yeah, totally. She's got a lot of uh, charming thing about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so toxic work environment uh so we've looked at her chart so the capricorn trio remember they're they're in everybody's chart they're in her (laughs) 11th house Uh ergo why we see so many people stepping up and saying no no you know all these celebrities Mm -hmm. and other Mm -hmm. people that have been on her show that are saying it was wonderful okay so that's good what she could do though is make sure she gets her message right right you mm-hmm. know if there's anything she can do okay uranus which is about to station this week is squaring itself okay so uranus in taurus is at 10 degrees that will square her own uranus and square her venus okay and it's coming from the third house mm-hmm. which is the way things are communicated okay mm-hmm. so the shock happened so there will be something Mm-hmm. Okay, otherwise Uranus wouldn't have been able to trigger anything. Right? Was there a few people that said that? I'm, I, I'm not sure. Um, and any of the reports that I've read did not elaborate yet. And mm-hmm. that's because, of course, the network has run in and gone, yeah, we've got it under control. Mm-hmm. We will audit this situation, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, mm-hmm. because I suspect she's one of their big breadwinners her show you know and i've watched it i quite enjoy it and you know what once people get a a certain amount of power it's it's not that easy to control your ego you know like well there is that there is that like yeah yeah and 12th house can be the house of self-undoing okay so then the next thing i looked at okay and uranus is is opposing that self-undoing yes that natally Natalie, but that mm-hmm. also speaks to her being able to walk her own path. In other words, to be able to come out of the closet and go, this is All who right. I am. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So she's used that actually quite well. Now, when I looked a little further, um, okay, so the other thing that I looked at is that Mars, okay, guess where it's at? It's Aries. It's conjunct her moon. Oh, Okay, so there could have been a literal event in the last week or so that triggered this to come forward, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mars is, you know, right near 19 degrees, okay, Mm -hmm. of Aries. Now, from um, a timing point of view, internal timing, her chart is one of those classics for having 
uh, a period of time. So this started in 1996 and will end in 2026, where it, it was the best period for her to be out there in the world. Her success on some level was almost guaranteed in her birth where, chart. Where did you see that? Okay, so that comes from the process called zodiacal releasing, which mm -hmm. was a, um, a system that was created by the ancients back 2,000 years ago. And it delineates chapters in your life, or I call them books. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a 30-year chapter, um, and it's just the way that chapter came about is it's called 4th from 10th, which is the best chapter to have. Now, not all of us will get that good a chapter in our life. It's the 4th house to the 10th house. Yeah, it, yeah. No, no, it's 4th from 10th. And so in this piece, so this is where it started. Mm -hmm. This is where her, um, the part of fortune is. So mm -hmm. what's happened is she's in this segment right now. And that is four houses from where this is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's in, so you, all, you turn this as if it was the ascendant. So if this was the ascendant, that would be the 10th house. Oh, okay. And so just the way her life when she was born that's what dictates this it set it up so that that was possible mm -hmm. most of us don't get that yeah i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't get it either <laughs> anyway so um i'm just checking my time here yeah we, i can go on okay so within that big chapter is somebody calling no okay yeah, I can almost hear somebody outside the studio. Anyway, okay, so in her second level, she's in, um, so this is 2019 to February 2022. She's in a neutral segment. And so I'm not thinking there's going to be much come of this. Right now, between now and September the 7th, she's in a finishing segment. And so that contains both those malefics that are up there in her 10th house. Mm. And so there will need to be a change mm. for this to come out on a positive side for her. Mm -hmm. And what's the change? She is in a third house profection year. That's P-R-O-fection, profection. And that has to do with communication. And so public controversy, which is nothing new for Ellen, mm -hmm. uh, but she will have to, you know. This is on a personal. Yeah, yeah. No. She's going to have to change her message mm -hmm. in order for this to just totally go well, away. Well, somebody who who has Mars and, and Saturn conjuncting would automatically be a little bit uh, like, uh, driven uh, yeah. driven and want to be the boss and yep. make sure yep. that what she yep. says yeah which is part of probably her success but yeah, then exactly. she wouldn't let anybody else yeah. maybe have yep mm -hmm. yeah that that particular combination when you put both the malefics together not everyone can play that well exactly yeah. um, what's interesting is the order so uh, Mars has passed its conjunction mm -hmm. with Saturn Mm -hmm. That helps. The fact yeah. that it's a day chart makes Saturn more prominent, which is discipline. Mm -hmm. If it was the other way around oh. and a day chart, mm -hmm. then 
these folks don't work it as well because mm -hmm. Mars mm -hmm. is the, the greater malefic mm -hmm. and it just does, mm -hmm. right? Um, discipline happens later, which is not really a good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our little gong show that's happening right now with Julie Payette. Now, this is also a very interesting chart. Oh, uh, did but I, I lost her. Oh, no, okay. there she is. No. Okay. No. Right. Um, no, oh, I did. You did. Okay. Oh my God. It's okay. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give <laughs> me. I can pull it back up again. Not a problem. As she fades away from the microphone. Okay, there we go. Okay, so, and I'll just bump that up a bit. Okay. Now, this is not a timed chart, okay? There, I could not find a time of birth for her, but she was born October the 20th, uh, 1963. What is absolutely stunning about this day is Saturn was less than 18 hours away from stationing. Now, when Saturn stations, when any planet stations, it, um, it puts a huge spotlight on it. And with Saturn, that's discipline. Hers is in Aquarius. And so when you, you know, if you go to Wikipedia and you look at what all this woman has accomplished, you're just kind mm -hmm. of blown away. Mm -hmm. And so she's obviously... Um, worked that amazing Saturn position um, to its utmost and but Saturn is not about being sociable <laughs> she wants to discipline everybody uh, possibly yes because yeah, it's an Aquarius yes <laughs> exactly okay so let's look at and her whole shtick apparently is about privacy so when I looked at her chart, I noticed, oh, at noon, which is what you do when you don't have a birth time at all, is you <laughs> cast it for noon. Um, and lo and behold, the moon is at zero Sag. So during that day, the moon changed signs, which when you're doing rectification, as I would have mentioned last week, that makes it a whole lot easier because she either had a moon in Scorpio or a moon in Sag. Mm -hmm. And I would have automatically put it in Scorpio with the whole secrecy thing, except she's already got a pile of stuff in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. She has Venus conjunct Neptune in Scorpio. She has the ruler Mars is also in Scorpio. So I don't need a Scorpio moon. What I do need is for it to be a day chart so that that Saturn is elevated. And she's obviously got that. She was obviously born with um, in the daytime where the sun was above the horizon, making that Saturn very prominent. And yeah, moon conjunct Mars would also be like a volatile emotional. Yes, yeah. She but she could have that volatility and have um, that moon a long ways away just because she's got Mars and Scorpio. It would depend right. on... If that Mars, that Scorpio circuit was on an angle, like for instance, the 10th house, which is possible, mm -hmm. um, or if she was born, you know, around 11 a.m., that would make Scorpio rising. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, we're not, I'm, you know, I, I looked at it and I went, okay, I'm not going to attempt to rectify this. Although mm -hmm. my best, what I would like for a chart would be five 
24 p.m. That was the chart that I thought made the most sense. But let's look at what's happening right now that could be triggering all this. So again, we've got the trio, mm. uh, Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn. Guess what it's doing? It's squaring Mercury Sun. Okay, so that's what society wants from her as the governor general is squaring this very odd circuit because normally um, Sun conjunct Mercury and Libra, these are incredibly social people. Ah, but we look and across from that is Jupiter and Aries, mm -hmm. which Mars has been playing with, mm -hmm. right? And so I had to kind of stop and go, huh? <laughs> Jupiter opposite mm -hmm. Sun in Libra. Now I have an Aries rising myself and I put Mars in Libra. And so I do have a bit of a feeling for this kind of a combo, mm -hmm. but you know, I had a hard time kind of coming up with it because the one thing to remember about any of the cardinal signs, so that's Cancer, Capricorn, Aries, and Libra, is its action. It's getting things started, right? And so it has a very self-centered component. Mm. Yeah. And even Libra. Now, what happens with Libra when it's not functioning well is it can be incredibly passive aggressive. Ah. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That's when it. it's not functioning well. Uh -huh. Right? Mm -hmm. um, because what happens, and they don't necessarily mean to be passive aggressive. No, it's, uh, it's But what they do is they mm -hmm. dither because they, they want it their way, but they have to make it fair. And so they'll go, no, you decide. Yeah. No, you decide. And yeah. meanwhile, they've already decided. And it will drive you crazy to get them to make a choice. So you never ask a Libra, where do you want to go for dinner? Because they will automatically say, well, where do oh. you want to go? <laughs> but then if you, we go here, that'll have, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, she may not mean to be difficult, but it could be that because her focus was so into her work hmm. that negotiating this new role that she was given has caused whatever immaturity lay behind this circuit to get pushed to the surface and then behind that you've got this Scorpio intensity um, that can be almost um, frightening for people mm -hmm. she's got this Venus Neptune and so her sense of and that rules that pipe that that um, Libra and so, again, I had to pause for a minute and go, wow, Venus conjunct Neptune in Scorpio. And the Saturn is squaring that, that conjunction. Yes. So that yes. would uh, mean she <laughs> has... <laughs> yeah, this is not a simple chart no. by any stretch. It's Yet, mm -hmm. because of her career, you know, accomplishments, yeah, you she, she obviously... Best, yeah, yeah, it just this was just probably not the right role for her to take on it right. did not it yeah because she i think she <laughs> she has been able to manage herself but yeah. she it's hard for her to manage other people yes because it's too yeah she yeah. wants to control it too much maybe that could be that could be again let's go back to this venus neptune so you've got the height and depth of of human emotional expression um, that is now almost spiritualized, right? It's like 
to get in a rocket and to be blasted off the Earth, mm -hmm. Venus conjunct Neptune, mm -hmm. I can ride that rocket. Mm -hmm. But you put that into the office of the Governor General, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, what do you do with that energy? It doesn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. And her secrecy could be that that intensity she doesn't want people to see. Mm. You know, that's possible. Uh, anyway. So uh, it's alleged that that uh, the the problems were because of this uh, secrecy. People yeah. were not. Well, what she was doing, she was spending money to try to get a private set of stairs put into Rideau Hall so that she could come and go without anybody seeing her. Hmm. Which is very yeah. odd for a public role. But again, my suspicion is... Um, is that no one actually got to know her before they chose her mm. for governor general. Mm -hmm. Like I say, obviously, she can make this chart work mm. in certain scenarios mm -hmm. to, you know, mind-boggling degree. But this was mm -hmm. not a scenario mm -hmm. that works for her. So she she doesn't <laughs> like to be in the public, really. Like, or, Probably or having, not. Or having any kind of scrutiny about her. Or, or yeah. She and, and it's because, I suspect, of the intensity Mm -hmm. Okay, that that is a hallmark of this. Y yeah, because they get accosted a lot. Well, on yeah, the way exactly. In, but, but then they should because they're not. They're, they're a public. They're not figure. supposed to be secret. Exactly. Uh, Wrong players. pick. <laughs> Wrong pick. Poor woman. I kind of feel sorry for yeah. her because, you know, to have this kind of stain on such a stellar career that I she's know, had. I know. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay. We do need to move on because we are going to go back to the anonymous client who, as I was saying earlier, I found out as she actually talked to her mom and she sent me quite a nice little bio to help me actually find a birth time for her. And um, but it was quite a bit later than what I originally that Dolores and I worked on last week. And that's OK. It was a good it was a good practice. Okay, so I do have a chart set for her, and it is now set for uh, 8.48. And the reason why I did that is because in terms of the bio she gave me, that put both Uranus and Pluto together, which they were transiting through the, the mid-60s, which is where sort of the big highlights in her early life happened. And so that put Uranus and Pluto on the ascendant during that period of time, which mm -hmm. is classic when you're doing rectification. Um, because when big stuff goes down in your life, it will register on the angles, which is 1st, mm -hmm. 7th, 10th, 4th. Mm -hmm. Okay. So given that, then we go back to the question, is there travel in my future? So I had to look at this question because it dawned on me to ask this of an astrologer may not be exactly what you're looking for. An astrologer can see ahead to times in your life when travel could be auspicious or easier to manage. But a psychic may well be able to actually see it happen. There is a difference in what we do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she might be better off to actually Ask a psychic. No, I'm serious. You know, they we each perform a different set of mm -hmm. yeah things. Like we don't mm -hmm. do exactly the same thing. There are astrologers who are psychic, and I'm putting my hand up as I'm not. 
I've had the experience, but it was because of the client, not because I have that gift. Mm -hmm. I don't, right? Me, I learned the language, and that's what you're getting. Okay. But, so if I look at it the way I do, so from a chart perspective, foreign travel is the ninth house. Taurus ruled... So it's her ninth house is Taurus. It's ruled uh -huh. by Venus, and she is in the second house of money for travel. She is also a minor benefic. It would have been nicer if it had been the major benefic, but it isn't. Mars is in Sag, so she definitely is motivated to travel. He is looked at or looked after by Jupiter, who is very well positioned in Cancer in the 11th and is in mutual reception with the moon. Friends will be a major factor in travel. And, mat and matter of fact, they could even sponsor her Uranus in travel. Uranus is in Taurus. It is, it so, is. So. Yeah, um, and, but it's already past oh, her Venus, because okay. her Venus is only at seven degrees. She's that chart. Oh, okay. Full sign chart, yeah. So, yeah, if she had asked this question a year ago and before I knew about COVID, obviously, any of us, I would have said, oh, yeah, when Uranus catches up to that Venus, travel is possible. But it's past that now. Okay, so in my estimation, timing to either Venus or Jupiter or both will be needed to be involved for travel to happen. For this year, Capricorn Trio is not helpful to her Jupiter. But that will change in December when Saturn and Jupiter move ahead into Aquarius. Hmm. Travel for work looks possible. Okay. Transits are not making the right moves right now, but next. So I went looking ahead. Internal timing. I see possibilities in 2022, which just might be when travel actually opens mm -hmm. up again. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the other thing she's up against. Jupiter assisted travel in January of 2022. Venus, if it's going to be uh, provided by Venus, that, that waits until June of 2022. And then after your birthday in 2022, anonymous number six, <laughs> you have a year where travel is what is needed. There is only one fly in the ointment. Someone might restrict your ability due to obligations and guilt you will be Seven? having yeah well what she'll have see she's got her son mm -hmm. is at 22 degrees leo mm -hmm. and saturn in the year 2022 will be opposing mm. that son mm. okay and that's somebody else a responsibility yeah putting no. a guilt or a responsibility that she has to take care of yada 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 yeah, but otherwise, um, she'll be in a ninth house perfection in 2022, and that starts at her birthday. And so travel, yeah, totally. It's on the agenda. Okay, so the other thing that I was going to point out is why I'm not necessarily going to use that Mars, which is in Sag in the fourth house. Um, this is a difficult Mars position and uh, because it is the malefic that is the bet the worst malefic. Okay, so in a day chart, which this is, sun is above the horizon, Mars is a difficult planet to handle. And so even though it's in Sag, which is classic to foreign travel, 
Um, it's difficult energy and could result in um, not good things happening <laughs> if you use Mars energy. Um, you know, this is accident prone kind of thing, you know, so I wouldn't for her, I would not travel uh, under a Mars Sag signature. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so there we've covered quite a bit of material, but I have. Okay, where's that moon? And so, yeah. Thanks again, Dolores. Because, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just going to rattle through the rest of sure. this. And then, um, yeah, call it a day. So I just want to give folks out there a heads up. I am contemplating some changes, which I've got to run by um, the station here to see if they'll let me do it or not. But you know what I'm contemplating is doing Zoom on my show, which would mean I could have more than one person as a guest oh. and they don't even have to be here uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. well, that, that probably would be okay that would be now. a hoot yeah i could even get our group because we have a small um astrology study group here in powell river if anybody is listening from powell river and is interested we've kind of taken the summer off because of holidays and things but uh starting back in september you know, mm -hmm. I could do definitely one Saturday in a month where anyone who is studying astrology who wants to ask questions mm -hmm. or we could pick a topic and we could do it on the radio using Zoom. Mm -hmm. But first I have to ask mm -hmm. the people in charge because they may mm -hmm. not let me. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, it was just an idea. No, that it I sounds had. good. Yeah. Uh, doing different kinds of things that involve other people too, or even yeah. involve the community somehow. They yeah. can phone in or. Well, yeah, the phone in thing. I mean, we, we look like we have all the equipment for phoning in, mm -hmm. um, but no one has trained me on that yet. So, but I do know how to Zoom. Mm -hmm. I have learned how to do mm -hmm. that. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah. need to talk to the powers and that it be. And it's fun to do this. Yeah, something. yeah, it would be. Okay, so where is that moon? Well, today, moon is in Aries, and it lends itself to Leo Sun and play. Exuberance and the chance to go way overboard with fun. Just remember, bubble, 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 please. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. so moon trines the sun at 3.49 p.m. today. And then squares Jupiter at 8.44 p.m. Way too much popcorn? Ah, not a problem. Um, Sunday, tomorrow, overnight, the Aries moon ties Mars and Pluto together in a square. In our time zone, we will be asleep. Elsewhere, life could be tense. Here on the West Coast, moon square Saturn at noon, 12.49, shows us all just how frustrated we are with the situations that block our forward momentum. Okay, in the evening, the moon shifts into Taurus and the energy slows down. Pleasant evening in store with moon sextile Venus at 11.23 p.m. Cuddling with the one you love. Okay, Monday, August the 10th. Overnight, Mercury squares Uranus at 5.55 a.m. Who is shouting about the Gaia? Um, or is it all about the pandemic? The moon's echoes with a conjunction to Uranus at 4.04 p.m. and then squares Mercury at 6.11 p.m. So, and, and I just saw a report that um, 
Canada's biggest attached ice shelf just collapsed. Oh, no. oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's not good. That's no, not good. August the 11th. Oh. Moon in Taurus, which likes to be mellow, may just get roused into energetic action. A number of easy to work with aspects to today is a get or done kind of day. So the moon trans Jupiter at 8.51, pops us out of bed, squares the sun at 9.44 a.m. Whose agenda? Uh, sextiles Neptune, 11.31. This could just feel like we're breezing through that list. Uh, trying to Pluto, 5.03, dig deep. We can get even more done. A really nice day, August the 11th. Okay, I'm going to be out on the water. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on August 11th? Um, the moon is, is in Taurus. And oh, okay. so, yeah, it's making some mm -hmm. really nice aspects to all of that Capricorn oh, stuff. Oh, I'm going Because that's I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be a good day. Mm -hmm. Okay. The moon slides into Gemini overnight. So that Thursday, we have a moon in Gemini. And it plays host to a square from the Mars in Aries to Pluto in Capricorn. Tensions that have been building over the last few days between social structures, rules and regulations, and the need for freedom to act will likely take center stage today. For those with cardinal signs, prominent at 23 degrees will feel this the most. Moon changes gears at 4.35 p.m. and moves into Cancer the weekend mm -hmm. okay so friday mm -hmm. the moon in cancer stands guard while uranus stations for those with 10 degrees in fixed signs that's taurus leo scorpio and aquarius change pauses and reconsidering begins and that's what happens with transits when they station like the big outer planets is mm -hmm. their forward momentum comes to a stop and of course that's only because we're viewing their motion from the earth. Uh, but during the time that they're moving backwards, it's an opportunity to reconsider things. Mm -hmm. Take a I pause. Yep, yeah, take a pause. Okay, so coming up to my show next week, uh, Moon in Cancer, will it fuel the Sun trine Mars and Mercury trines Mars? These are trines, but hit a sensitive nerve and reaction will be swift and hot. First is at 7 a.m., second at 10.30 p.m. The moon, meanwhile, opposes the Capricorn trio. Yikes. Uh, sports is the best way to move all this energy. Negotiations, no. Hottest moment will be at 12.31 p.m., a square from the moon to Mars. So next Saturday, yeah, not quite such an easy day. And that kind of wraps it up for me. Okay, so just a reminder, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And I have been your host, Maureen Reed, along with Dolores. And we both might be back next week. I, I might not. She but, might not. But, I'll be the, but the next one. Yeah, okay. Be kind, be safe, and remember your bubbles, folks. Take care. <laughs>